0: Broadcasting to you live from the Badlands of Texas all the way around the world, 365 days a year, 380 degrees, give or take, 10 or 20 right here. You're listening to Midnight Radio. I'm your host, Jerry Adams. Somebody calls me, what do they call me, the Major Fruit Loop? Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? Welcome, friends. Glad to join you for another day here as I take a drink of my nice, cool mineral water, Pellegrino. It's a beverage of choice here Midnight Radio. The food of choice is Fruit Loops. Now I even heard that they have Fruit Loops nutritional drinks. I might have to bust out with some of those. Makes the body good. We got a lot of things to talk about tonight. I want you to think about the craziest and wildest things that ever happened to you. Have you ever had a miracle in your life? I don't mean by God necessarily, but just something far out, way out, way out there. That's the question for you today. I'm going to open up the phone lines. I want you to think about that. Yes, we're going to talk about the Murdoch trial today. We're going to talk about the Taylor Business Trial, and I have a couple of other things in the news. I might even talk a little bit about BS, I mean UFOs. We'll talk about that today, because we want to. For those of you that can't hang with this, I understand, but for those of you that can, I call you my friends and a very special people, bunch of Fruit Loops. So there I was. The year was, what was the year? 1998. The year was 1998, and I had just joined the military. Joining the military, I I joined on delayed enlistment, so it's not like I was in the military yet. I had the summer until I was supposed to go, and until that time, I could always have decided not to. My friend had been exiled to Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia lived his father and his father. Well, he wasn't much of a businessman. Matter of fact, he worked for a fruit and vegetable stand. He didn't own it. He just is the one that was paid to stand there and boil the peanuts or whatever. And he lived in an old school bus that was converted into a trailer behind the fruit and vegetable stand. So this wasn't the most luxurious accommodations. Well, he came down there to my friend, he came back down to Texas to pick up a check that he was supposed to receive when he was 18 from a, a car accident settlement. So he did, and he came back and asked me if I wanted to go, and I thought, why, why not? Why not? So having nothing better to do, knowing I was leaving for the military, I went, ahead, I went ahead and did it. All right. Now we're caught up to the story, the part where I get there. And he had a job for us, uh, a job landscaping. This is the weirdest deal ever. It kind of reminds me of the Murdo trial, though that was Carolina, although it was in that general area. We did have to drive through the Carolinas to get to uh, Georgia, I think, or we visited Carolina. Either way, it's a very interesting place. If there's a puddle of water in the road in the morning, steam rises from it. There's humidity in the air and just a just a sheer Beauty in the trees and the smell of the water—beautiful places, amazing places. We got a job landscaping, and I use the term loosely because the only thing we had to do is we had these a flatbed truck and we would drive it to these places of rich people, and we would put pine straw around their trees and in their flower beds. Right, this is what we got paid to do. We would uh, do two or three places a day and get about a 60 to a hundred dollars. I don't know. Easiest job I ever did. Well, there was this one time we were headed from a job and this is in Georgia. They have really windy roads and we just went to Mc, not McDonald's. We just went to Wendy's. and I remember we got, they had these junior Wendy burgers and you know, they were a dollar a piece or less. So we got a couple of those and a couple of Frosties and we had just got it. And we're going back to the country. We're going to our next job and we, my friend was driving and I asked him, I'm like, Hey, Frosty in my hand. Hey, how, how fast are you driving, man? Cause I just saw the speed limit was like 45. I looked down and we're doing 70. I'm like, you can't go 75 around a 45 mile an hour. Ah, next thing I know we're rolling on the side of the truck. I'm like, holy shit. And I said, hey, put your hands up, because we didn't, both of us didn't have seatbelts on. So I put my hands up on the roof, and he put his hands up on the roof. And, I'll, and all of a sudden, I felt, ah, boom, my ass. My ass, it hit the window, and it was hanging out the window. And I had this, and sparks were shooting out of my ass. I didn't know what was going on. Ah, we're rolling, we're flipping. And we roll about 200 yards down the side of this damn mountain. Son of a. We stopped. The whole time I'm like this. My ass is one way, my arms are the other. Ass is hanging out the window. We stop, we come to a stop. I'm like, oh my God, I just died. I just died. I let my arms down and I slink back to, I don't know. I don't know the difference between my ass and my elbows at this point. I literally don't. I don't know what's up and what's down. All I can feel is blood going down my face. And I touch it and I look at it and I taste it and it was my friend's frosty. My, that son of a bitch is frosty that was driving. He sm- it fell on my damn face. Like you son of a bitch. And then I noticed my ass is warm. I'm like, Oh no. Oh God. I done broke my ass. I look out. My ass is hanging out the window. And I touch my ass to see where it is. Pfft, and it hurts. Pfft, ah, There's burn marks on my hand. Pfft, ah. My ass is on fire. I'm smacking my ass right there. I take the my frosty that was between my legs and squirt it all over my pants. And what's left, I throw it on my ass. And I fill these holes in my back pocket. And I grab my wallet. My wallet was still there. And I see I had a wallet that was a biker's wallet. And it had these two big silver buckles on the top and those silver buckles my ass slammed out the window broke the window my my silver buckles on my ass were riding on the asphalt and shooting sparks and burning two big uh cigars shaped you know like someone put two cigars out of my right ass cheek you know but holes in my pants like that and it was still hot i'm like shit this damn wallet saved my life i didn't have a scratch on me you know i just had two uh Looked like someone took two cigars and put them out of my back pocket and I had frosty all over my face and grass. It's the damnedest thing you'd ever seen. And I look to the right, I stand up and he's standing up, I go, are you all right? He goes, I, I think so. Are you all right? I'm like, I think so. I Still have both of my ass cheeks here. And then there was this old man. He was sitting there in a lawn chair and he had a cooler next to him. He's like, damn, are you boys all right? We're both saying at the same time we think so it's like, man, I ain't never seen nothing like that. You boys, you boys coming over here, have a drink. I called the police. They're on their way. They'll get this cleaned up. I get a little clipped. So yeah, I was, we were standing there with the old man having a soda and the police officer came by and he was filling out his report, asking us all kinds of questions. I remember this one question he asked me is, were you boys wearing seatbelts? He goes, oh, hell, I know you were wearing a seatbelt, so you would have got thrown away from that. Y'all slid about 350 yards. My God, that's right, officer. We were wearing seatbelts. Has anything like that happened to you? If it wasn't for that last second, we were tilting when I said, grab the ceiling, and we both did real hard. We just pushed as hard as we could, and the ceiling actually got crushed in on my side. That I was on. So if we hadn't done that, you know, I would have flown out the window ass first. I don't know where the rest of me would have landed. It's a miracle I shouldn't be alive. Two days later, I was in the the navy in boot camp. Hell of a ride. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is tailorship business. I believe I'll tell you what. Me and that lady, we've I feel like we've known each other for a long time now. Taylor, I know you're not watching this. But your father might be. Your father's still pretty pissed off at me. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys a story. I'll tell you what I found. It's pretty weird. First off, I'm going to read the news about it to you. And then, you know, I did a documentary about this. Some of you guys have watched it. Some of you haven't. And other than, I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm not going to talk about the documentary. But I'm going to tell you where she is now. But then I found... I found a writing in my, my, uh, word processor and it was about Taylor Swift business. I don't know if I was write, writing this for an article that never got published because it's not on my website and it, it, it's not the same as the script for the documentary. So I don't know what the hell it is. I'm going to read it to you for the first time. It's pretty good. Uh, I think it's the first draft, but still I'll read it to you and i will let you know who she is. Let me go ahead with this. So you know who she is you Know why the story is important. I'm not just bringing this up. This is something new in the news. I feel like it's one of the biggest, and anybody who's heard the story thinks it's, you know, it's surprising that it's not bigger in the news than it is. I'll tell you that. There she is. Taylor's business. Her attorney asked for trial to be postponed following a search warrant. This happened um, February 2nd, but I'll tell you why. In the wake of another search warrant executed this week, the attorney for Taylor was asked has asked for the March 6 trial to be postponed. Taylor Business 25, is charged with first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault for allegedly attacking Shad Thyron on February 23rd. She has pleaded not guilty and not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. The March 6 trial date has been in jeopardy because the court is still reviewing whether she business is competent to stand trial. A March 14th hearing is scheduled for that aspect of the case. Competency refers to the defendant's ability to understand the court's proceeding and assist in their own defense. If deemed competent, the case would proceed. If deemed not competent, the case would not, would uh, be put on hold until she was, uh, receives additional psychiatric treatment. I'm looking at the date on this again. Yeah, this is brand new because they keep on bringing up this this competency thing, competency, competency. And they this is their third time. The other two they found her competent, so it's not really an issue. But that's not really what's in play here. Now, on a motion filed Wednesday, Quinn Jolly, who is her lawyer, more about him in a minute, he revealed prosecutors were granted a search warrant Monday for a cell phone, which was located in the defendant's bedroom looking for evidence related to the murder. However, since he has not seen the results of the search and may not, he may need to hire an expert to review the results. Jolly asked for the state to be, for the case to be postponed. Jolly also cited the extensive amount of discovery to review in the case with 34 potential state witnesses, and he needs more time to consult with experts for the medical examiner's office uh, report. An adjournment of the trial is necessary to complete the discovery process and adequately prepare for trial. The defendant believes an adjournment is necessary in the interest of fairness and justice. Prosecutors have not replied to the motion. A hearing has been set for Friday. Oh, and I want to let you guys know this. Since the moment that this case, this incident that I'm about to fill you in on happened, every detail of it has been let out to everybody. So saying that information never is in an investigation, well, that only has to do with certain police departments, I think. Damn sure not in Wisconsin. Jolly also filed a separate motion addressing nearly a dozen evidentiary issues. According to the criminal complaint, police were called to a residence in Stony Brook Lane, Early the morning of February twenty-third. All right, I'm gonna stop it right here and I'm gonna read I'm gonna read what I wrote, the article I wrote for you. We'll see where that takes us. We will see where that takes us. I sent myself a letter from the past. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, What, 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 what the hell's this? I didn't, this is me. I wrote this, but I don't know when and where and why. But here we are. And it's a big letter too. I don't even need to show you this. I need to read it anyway. You've seen it. So, you know, I, here we go. The murderer, Taylor's business, her victim, Shad Tyron, Taylor Denise business aka Taylor Denise Coronado, aka TDS, aka T Killa, aka. Den- Hold on, let me get my glasses on. I always do that. A slightly better. Aka D- Denise the Menace, aka Miss Business, aka Taylor Chabot. You're asking yourself what would make a beautiful, vibrant young woman strap on a dildo, throttle her lover to death with a dog-choked chain, and continue to have sex with his lifeless body for three hours? Well, to answer that, let's start before the gruesome night of February 22, 2022, at Stony Brook Lane in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Taylor Coronado was known to abuse drugs while attending high school. Documented a 2014 arrest, which was expunged when she turned 18, but Jerry dug it up. It has been reported that Shad and Taylor met and dated in high school, and neither graduated. She business latest arrests were in 2020, first in June, charged with battery or threat to a law enforcement officer, a felony, and resisting or obstructing an officer. She pleaded no contest, and she was sentenced to three years of probation and 60 days in jail. In August, she was charged with bell jumping and resisting an officer. The bell jumping charges were dismissed. She was charged with misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia, resisting an officer and felony, fleeing from an officer in a vehicle. She was sentenced to two years probation. She had to wear an ankle monitor and was given drive-to-work-only privileges. However, her sentencing was post, was postponed due to her not showing up to court on September 28th, necessitating a bench warrant being issued for arrest. Shad himself, not a stranger to the justice system, has an arrest record from 2017, and the latest is October, 2021. Also for narcotics, public records show she business lived in San Antonio, Houston, Temple, Texas, and California. Now the following is based on the criminal complaint. February 23rd, 325 AM, Stony Brook Lane. Officer Alex Walsh was dispatched to the Thyron residence based on a report of a head being found in a bucket in the basement. Once he arrived, he was met by Shad's stepmom, who was addressed in the complaint as TP. Officer Walsh headed down to the basement and in, indeed saw the bucket with a head in it and a severed penis. He also noticed what appeared to be dried blood on the mattress. TP told the officer she saw Shad. She saw Taylor Shabiznes head downstairs with her stepson two days earlier before her and her husband went away for a couple days. The morning they returned, she heard a door slam to the basement. It was 3 a.m. As she noticed that the light was on downstairs, she walked down and noticed the room was empty. At the base of the stairs, she saw a black bucket covered with a beach towel. She looked in and saw the head of her son. The officer confirmed the identity of Shad Thyron by comparing his severed head with his face book photo. Officer Gareth Russell was sent to the apartment of Taylor Shibisnes on Eastman Avenue. Taylor Denise was stepping out of the door when the police pulled up. She looked shocked, and yet she was wearing full makeup. Officer Russell positively ID'd Shibisnes. He noticed she had dried blood stains on her hands and dried blood on the front of her black sweatshirt and the back of her pants. Taylor was asked if she knew why they were there, and she stated because of my arrest warrants? TP said T- Taylor was driving an ST van which was parked outside her house for two days. The officers at Eastman address went through the van and found Shad's legs in a crockpot box. She had been said borrowed the van from her friend slash roommate who is identified in the court documents as ST. That's all I have for you. You're going to have to watch the documentary for the rest. Ooh. You're going to get all the details. Let me tell you a little bit more, though. Uh, I'll go back to this story. Shabiz said she and the victim were using drugs, including meth, and engaging in sexual play. When the man was strangled, she then sexually abused him, dismembered the body, placed the body parts in various locations in the room and in a vehicle. Shibis made the comment that at one point she did get paranoid and lazy and that she thought it was the dope that was making her paranoid. Police say they took Shibisnes into custody later on February 23rd. Shibisnes removed an electronic monitoring bracelet hours before the murder. According to the Sheriff's Department, a warrant was issued for arrest, but she was not located before the alleged killing. So there you go. Here's a couple more facts to tide you over until you do watch that documentary or not. Maybe it's not some of your tastes, but the morbid and the bizarre crimes are normally the ones I write about. So you're here with me as you watch me search for those crimes. This is a prime example of it. So interesting things about this crime. When she was arrested and she was being interviewed, she gave a full confession, full confession. You'll see that in the documentary. I did some deeper investigating and I was able to talk to a lady that knew her when she was growing up and I, was able to talk to her best friends, verified to be her best friends. Um, That was very interesting. So they were able to fill me in on her life because you wonder what would make somebody like this do such a horrible crime? You can say, oh, it's just drugs. Yeah, 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 it's just drugs, but it's more than that. Come on, use your brain, man. It's more than just drugs. Turns out it was. She had a horrible history of being S-A'd. By her father. Matter of fact, let me show you this. Let me double check here. Well, I'll show you this. This is from our website, the Tailorship Business Case. So we found that um, Arthur Coronado, that was her, her um, father. See, her mother died when she was really young. She was raised with a father. Her, her best friends told me that he essayed her. And um, I looked into it, and I pulled up his rap sheet. Arthur Coronado has a long rap sheet, and has been charged with sexual intercourse with a child under 16 years of age from 2018. So he he remarried, and he did this to a stepdaughter. And as far as Taylor's concerned, she pressed charges on him too. But when the police came, she she took back the charges. So there was no charge against what he did to her. Her, her grandparents talked her out of doing it. So this man, this man, this molesting person, this scumbag, got mad at me for putting this in the documentary, although it was true, you know. So, I mean, it's not slander. So he got mad. So one of the witnesses I had in the documentary, who knew him was a friend of the family. Well, Taylor businesses. brother passed away in a motorcycle accident so he forbid the woman that was in my documentary to going to the funeral but there's a story of that taylor should business everybody we will continue to cover this case there's more coming up soon we're waiting to hear back To see if she is, he just keeps, the uh, defense, he just keeps on getting more and more doctors to look at her to see if she's insane, but all of them are saying no. And this is his third time of doing this, so we'll see where this goes. And he's also talking about evidence and didn't have time, didn't have time to pref- prepare. And is that the best uh, defense attorney can do sometimes is just stall and stall and stall? It's time to face the music sometimes, don't you think? Just just saying. Other strange things happen in 2022. You know, we have a new year and you wonder, well, what strange things are going to happen this year? You know, we wondered in 2021 and, you know, the year after the pandemic, what's going to happen? And, yeah, you know, things did get weirder and here's something that just started this year and people... Are, Saying this is pretty weird, this is from the 10th.
1: These breathtaking pictures of a
2: lightning bolt that struck the statue of Christ the Redeemer. Pictures on your screens, you can see the bolt of lightning striking the head of the statue. Now this is not the first time an incident of lightning has struck the statue.
0: What stories are being covered today? Someone asked in the chat room. Hang around and and, uh, find out. All right. Mystery surrounds objects shot down by U.S. military. What? What? A couple of interesting facts I learned about this. Watch this video real quick and we'll talk about it on the flip side. People are interested about it, so we're going to talk about it.
3: So what's going on?
4: What's gone on the last two weeks has been uh, nothing short of craziness.
3: Well, it all started when the Americans say they saw a
4: high-tech
3: Chinese spy
4: balloon over their
3: territory flying over sensitive military sites, and they shot it down. But there was criticism that they didn't do that fast enough, so the U.S. military has adjusted its radars. What that means is the more they look, the more they're seeing. They're seeing war objects in the last few days and shooting those down. Now, what are they? We don't know. We just don't know.
5: It's wild that we didn't know, isn't it? It is wild that we didn't know.
3: Well, there is a mystery to this. Have you ruled out aliens? I haven't ruled out anything. These objects look a bit different from the original Chinese spy balloon. So they're going to look at the debris and try and work out what these ones are, but they're certainly growing alarm about it. And in China, they've responded angrily. They've said they didn't send any spy balloons, and they've seen American spy balloons over their territory. So, as tensions
0: ratchet up between these two countries, balloons are at the middle of it. La, 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 la. Can you smell what they're cooking? They're cooking bullshit. Unidentified my ass. Unidentified my ass. They're saying that for political reasons. I don't know what they are, and that doesn't matter. It's damn sure not aliens. Balloons. They want more money for their budget. I have no doubt about that. No Now, there's no need for balloons in the spying we have nowadays. How ridiculous. There's only two reasons you would... Oh, by the way, I have a background in uh, technology. So, yeah, there's there's only two reasons I can think of that you would possibly need a balloon like this or have a reason to use a balloon like this in the high-tech realm that we have today. And one is if you're trying to um, bounce a signal off, uh, one of the things you can do is you can run an internet signal to a, you know, faraway place using one of these balloons. For so for example, I don't know if there's a certain area you wanted to send a, a signal to somewhere in California. Let's say you could float a balloon over there, you could use a GPS system or a satellite such as Starlink. And you could reflect that signal onto a certain area, which with a pretty large distance, you could do that with the balloon, or you could take pictures, you know, directly with this balloon. But other than that, There's no, I mean, what the hell? To monitor communications? That's taken care of in the wires nowadays. Now, this is a ridiculous story, but the way it's being treated is so ridiculous. I had to talk about it. They think everybody is so stupid. We don't know what it is, but you shot it down. You don't want to say what it was. Just because they say it's UFO, that means they're not identifying it for you. They know what it is. I also got a story in today. That the first balloon they shot down was made in America, it had made in America on the, the balloon part of it, which I don't know, doesn't mean anything, could have been bought, that part could have been bought in America and they did it somewhere else. This is really interesting too, to me, and this is a real story. Uh, it's really weird here. Check this out.
3: Now, to a very unusual sight captured on camera. Japanese and local astronomers say a Chinese satellite was recently seen beaming down green lasers over the islands. This video captured atop the Subaru telescope on Mauna Kea, operated by the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan. Bryce Moore has the story. The lasers flash for just a couple seconds. Initially thought to be from a NASA altimeter satellite. The Japanese put out a correction note on Monday saying NASA scientists found a most likely candidate as the ACDL instrument by the Chinese DACI 1 AEMS satellite. I went to a University of Hawaii astronomer who read up on AEMS instruments. It's a Chinese satellite that is a measuring pollutants, among other things. It has many different instruments on it, it has some kind of topographical mapping or. They're also used for measuring stuff in the atmosphere, Earth's atmosphere, and I think that's what it is to environmental measurement satellite. I also sat down with the former chief of staff of Marine Forces Pacific. He had some questions.
6: I'm not sure. This is my opinion. Why the Chinese, who are probably
0: some of the most prolific polluters on the planet, would be collecting data on pollute? Wow, prolific polluters on the planet. Guys, do you realize, for any of you that celebrate Christmas, anything that's dyed red, did you know that they wouldn't be able to use that kind of dye here in America because of the EPA rules? That's why they have it done in China. So for all those things they blame China for polluting, yeah, that's true. and The reason why it's cheaper from China is because they don't have the EPA laws, so they can do it there and still make a profit. Basically... The United States outsources its its uh, poison atmosphere and its slavery to China. So acting like you're innocent is bullcrap. Look it up. Actually, I'll look it up for you, and I'll put a link if you got the time to know what the truth is. China, C H I N A, Christmas Town, and you'll learn about it. And I will put the link in the show notes. So for someone to, to blame China in their atmosphere is just sheer ridiculous. And to act like we're at war with China is ridiculous because America and China work hand in hand. Putin's on this side of the Pacific. Both experts. But again, we can't get more money for our, our defense if we don't have a boogeyman to blame. We need to have more money because they're going to kill us over here. Look what they're doing. They're sending balloons. Holy shit. What are they going to do next? Send paper airplanes? Holy shit. Are they going to dye them red and have that damn poison over here in America that we outsource to China?
3: Holy crap. Experts say this isn't explicitly a spy Bunch satellite. I'm It is cataloged and known by governments around the world. What's in this? The U.S. has satellites to do the same thing. So in this case, despite all of the too. flurry, uh, well, deserved flurry about Chinese spy satellites and other devices. This one is just orbiting Earth and has a known orbit. The footage was taken January
0: 20th. What the hell are they going to do next? They're going to bounce some of those big, rubbery, bouncy super balls over here?
3: The eighth, before the recent incident where a Chinese balloon traversed over the mainland US Oh, my God. Being shot down off the coast of South Carolina, which brings the question, how much is the Chinese military seeing? They can shut down any communication nodes that they want if they believe that I think
6: the public is getting too much information. So, yeah, I I think it's more probably
3: military than anything else. That's that's uh, makes sense. I had to ask, is this a risk to locals to Hawaii? No, it's not a risk to Hawaii. Only if or you're staring else right else up is. at the damn we have laser aircraft, um, making these kind of measurements all the time. If you've seen topographical maps with high precision, those are made using sometimes this kind of thing. It seems to me that uh, those tensions are there. Uh, people are a
6: little antsy, and you know I think uh, I think we
3: just need to be a little bit more uh, aware, vigilant. I reached out to the United States Space Force to see how often Chinese satellites scan Hawaii airspace and if there's been an explanation from China. Officials are working on getting me a response, and we'll bring that to you as soon as we hear back. Bryce Moore, k KH1- 2
0: Be afraid. Be very afraid. They got lasers and balloons. We got some real problems, but that's all right. Now, here is a odd story. Before we go over the Murdoch trial, I got some really good stuff for you. So, those of you that left, he's just talking about these extra stories. He didn't get on to the Murdoch thing. He's going to go on to the ding-da-ding-da-ding-ding. He's talking about them, damn, dare, dare, the balloons. I'm going to go over the Murdoch story. You're going to be sorry you didn't stick around because you might want to call in live. And that's why I say that to the end. So, for those of you that like to go right to the story and don't, you know, you don't want a live show, you just want the stories, little videos, that's fine. Don't watch it live, because after, in, in the description below the video, I'm going to put a direct link in there saying, so just get that story. So you just get the murder part, you wouldn't have called in anyway, you don't want to discuss this. You just want your information, right? I respect that. This isn't the place for you live though, so don't come in here and ask me what stories we're going to cover. I mean, you saw the title, I mean, you saw the title, come on now. You just wiped your feet, you know, you walked in, you wiped your feet on my couch, you grabbed one of my sandwiches and complained I didn't have the type of cheese you want get the hell. All right. Check out this story. This is crazy.
4: IS IN JAIL
7: TONIGHT ACCUSED OF CAPITAL MURDER IN A PASADENA CASE NEARLY 10 YEARS OLD.
3: PASADENA POLICE SAY BENJAMIN REYES WALKED INTO THE POLICE STATION OVER THE WEEKEND AND CONFESSED TO THE CRIME. KPRC2'S BRYCE NEWBERRY SPOKE TO THE MURDER VICTIM'S MOTHER
5: TONIGHT AND JOINS US LIVE FROM DOWNTOWN HOUSTON WHERE THE HARRIS COUNTY JAIL WHERE ALL OF THIS IS UNFOLDED. Bryce. Yeah, Brandon and Daniela, uh, for 10 years, this mother has had questions about what happened to her son, the only child she had and the only grandchild in their family. But tonight, there is some sense of relief as well as, as some everlasting heartache. It never leaves you that hope. Since July 4th, So for the police not
0: to catch this guy for 10 years, didn't catch him at all. He was a a person
5: of interest, but they never caught him. And then he just turns himself in. 2013, Evangelina Murn has held on to hope that her son's killer would be caught.
8: My inner gut always said, sooner or later, I know I'm going to get that call.
5: A bullet to the back of his head killed her 28-year-old son, Julian Maldonado.
8: I was absolutely horrified. He was in his own house, minding his own business.
5: Myrn's hope carried into 2014, when the Crime Stopper's reward went up to $10,000. But the case went cold until 2019, when Pasadena police named Benjamin Reyes as a person of interest.
8: NEVER HEARD OF HIM, NEVER SEEN HIM.
5: LAST AUGUST, POLICE ARRESTED HIM FOR CRIMINAL TRESPASSING. HE pled GUILTY AND SERVED HIS TIME. BUT REYES WALKED INTO THE PASADENA POLICE STATION SUNDAY AND CONFESSED TO MALDONADO'S MURDER, ALLEGEDLY TELLING DETECTIVES HE SHOT HIM AFTER STEALING $500 AND SOME PILLS. THE CALL MERN HOPED FOR, RINGING IN A DECADE LATER AT THE GROCERY STORE.
8: I nearly collapsed.
5: Now on the journey to justice, relieved, but still not whole.
8: To me, that day is every day. The pain never goes away.
5: And Myrn hopes her story will help the families of other murder victims with unsolved cases never lose hope. Tonight, the suspect and her son's...
0: Never lose hope, never give up, never surrender.
7: a bombshell resignation after 14-year-old Adriana Kush took her own life two days after this video of her being beaten went viral. The superintendent of that New Jersey school district now resigning after a series of interviews he gave caught the school board's attention. RELEASING A STATEMENT SAYING THEY HAVE, QUOTE, ACCEPTED Trentafilos PARLOPINITI'S RESIGNATION AND ARE EVALUATING ALL CURRENT AND PAST CASES OF BULLYING. I'M ALREADY RECORDING. THE VIDEO, NOW PART OF AN OFFICIAL INVESTIGATION, BEGINS AS ONE TEEN ALERTS THE OTHERS THAT THEY ARE RECORDING. ALL THEY WERE DOING IS JUST GIGGLING WHILE THEY WALKED DOWN THE HALL BECAUSE THEY KNEW WHAT THEY WERE GOING TO DO. <laughs> Then Adriana is hit in the face with a water bottle while her classmates laugh. She is kicked and punched repeatedly, her hair pulled as she's trying to get away. Two students involved have been charged with conspiracy to commit aggravated assault, a third student charged with aggravated assault, and a fourth student charged with harassment. Her father, Michael, is outraged and says the school should have done more.
3: They brushed it under the rug. And what shocked me is after all that happened and after I sent all that stuff to the school, the principal tells me it's not their policy to expel students.
7: But this is not the first bullying incident at Central Regional High School. ABC News given this video by the family of a former student. Olivia shown here being beaten by classmates just a year ago. Her family now suing the school for negligence. She was hit, hit in the head, neck and back about 30 times. Um, From behind, Um, it was videoed and sent across social media as
0: tributes pouring for Adriana. I'm going to bring this up because that's what I do, I guess. A lot of people are upset because of the racism involved in this. They feel like it's reverse racism since she was white and the people that were beating her was black. And if she was black and the people that were beating her were white, it'd be a bigger deal.
7: So I do want to say that a balloon release last night in her hometown to honor her life watch breaking news on youtube
0: so there you go i that's been a story that's been up a lot you know there was two cases of bullying here in the city that i live in and two cases of suicide it happened at the junior high this happens all over the place the same scenario pretty much it involved the same principal and the same superintendent the superintendent wind up wound up being asked to leave but they kept the principal who is there in both cases this didn't happen once this happened twice got swept under the rug and none of y'all heard about it the junior high kids two boys killed themselves matter of fact one of them's grave is right by my father's grave right at the foot of it there's a big difference. A lot of people have problems with stories getting out or problems about people talking about things. Talking about things. While that speculation theories are not a problem, the problem happens when no one cares. That's when the problem happens. Just to let you guys know. All right. Check out this. You guys thinking about your crazy stories, right? I know you've had some. Some of you are living crazy stories.
7: Tonight,
3: the woman caught on a ring doorbell video right here, terrorizing a South St. Louis family and damaging their property, is now facing charges. Tonight, police say she is not in their custody.
4: Our Robert Townsend is live outside police headquarters with reaction from the family, plus new details on the suspect's whereabouts. Robert.
9: Mike, all day, St. Louis police have said the suspect is not in their custody, but the victim's daughter and a source close to this case tell us Judy Klein is now at a hospital undergoing a mental evaluation.
1: It's the first mugshot that I see of her in a whole year. I don't this story is crazy. How Fatima
9: Suarez reacted when she saw the mugshot of suspect Judy Klein. You're not American. Get off of my property. Suarez says for more than a year, Klein, a complete stranger, terrorized her family at their home in South St. Louis.
1: Well, I get to see her now clearly, and she looks like a depressed
9: person Suarez says these ring doorbell videos show Klein threatened her family repeatedly banged on her mom and dad for no reason she didn't know these people she was just showing up at the front of their door doing
0: that man this is crazy and she did it how many times
9: three or four times at the front door with a hammer stole their mail and shouted racist and offensive remarks at them fatima told police she wouldn't do that in texas her family five times here? Get
1: out- my dad and my mom they don't
0: you know what i would do if some woman did that on my front porch i would throw her off my porch face first
1: feel comfortable like i said opening up the windows the curtains and and if she was
0: married, I'd go to the house and slap her husband.
1: Little sister, she already knows what we mean by crazy lady. The one that broke into the house.
9: Police say last January they applied for birth. I didn't use a super soaker full of urine. Burglary charge against Klein, but add prosecutors refused to file charges. However, a spokesperson for the circuit attorney's office tells Five on Your Side that's not accurate. More than a year after the family first reported these videotape incidents, today prosecutors charged Judy Klein with burglary, property damage, and unlawful use of a weapon. The videos have since gone. They would charge me for unlawful use of my own urine.
1: On viral. I just really hope they're not just saying this because it went viral, but hope you know, like
0: come on now. There's a point in time when you have to protect your property, protect yourself.
1: I want to see action.
9: And while police say Clarence is not in, not in custody, Fatima Suarez says an attorney in the circuit attorney's office tells her
1: she's at hospital for a psychiatric um treatment I'm
9: coming back you wait and see Suarez be like taste
0: my urine shh yeah thirsty for more I'll see you tomorrow
9: it's praise that doesn't happen
1: I want my family safe and nothing to happen to them
9: it's and it's horrible case is story. Now getting national attention Suarez tells me so far she has talked to several networks of course I'll keep you posted we're live downtown I'm Robert Townsend five on your side I'll
0: keep you posted too. There's not a whole lot much much more to say though, really. At least she's not doing it anymore. I can't believe it had gone on for so long. All right, everybody, we're back. We're here to the time you've all been waiting for. All right, those those that left, those that grabbed my sandwiches and left. One hey. lawn that looks like this. Hey, all enjoy right, this commercial. A little bit more like this. We don't. What are you? What are you doing? For those of you that left, hey, come back. Come back over here. We're we're talking about Murdon now. We're talking about your boy. Alex, and cousin uh, Eddie, right? We're going to talk about him, too. I'm going to go ahead and um, open up the phone lines right after I play these Murdoch videos. But before then, I'm going to go ahead right now, and I'm going to play the audio voicemail I got. I believe I only got one, but here it is. Yeah.
4: Hey, Jerry, this is Barbara Rock's significant other. She told me about you problem with the toilet and your little one getting it all clogged up oh, yeah. i'm a custodian up at the high school here a and, shitty situation uh, anyway i've had problems with my toilet in the past because there was a pipe that was broken i didn't know what it was I, people were kind of do it yourselfers out here so i thought it was the wrong size pipe that they put in hooked it up to the connection because i found some other water pipes that were like that anyway there's uh at the school, um, I was having to borrow a, a high-pressured snake. It uses water at high pressure because of the fitting at the end, and it's got two different settings. I'm thinking maybe you can find one of these at, like, I don't know what they've got there where you're at. There's like budget rentals and stuff like that, where you can snake that thing down there. You, one, you got like a toggle switch or something on there, and as you're feeding it down, it will feed itself in when you push the toggle switch over to one side, It'll, the water will go and burst. And because of the fitting at the end, it'll cause it to dig in there further. And then you hit that toggle switch and it'll go over to where it's, it'll spray steady. But the way that the uh, fitting is at the end, it'll spray out to where it circulates. It'll go around around and around the pipe to where it clears it out. So between that and the other thing, when you go back and forth on that toggle switch, mine was going through... Uh, all kinds of stuff in that pipe where it was broken. So I'm thinking that might work for you. Anyhow, that's the best I could do. I hope that uh, you good luck with that. I know if you try that, that it works out. It should. Anyhow, talk. Uh, Barb will be with you. All right. Later.
0: Later, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. I didn't need to go that route. And there's someone also that gave me a suggestion. What they said, this is toilet hour here at midnight radio. What is more important? A conviction of Murdaugh or fl- being able to flush your own toilet. So, for those of you that weren't here for the toilet fiasco, what happened is my five-year-old decided to flush a whole toilet roll. Basically, that's it. So, here's what happened: it got stopped up. I tried everything to get it out; it didn't work. Finally, here's what got it out, and somebody somebody said. <laughs> It's like a soap opera. Now it's a horror show, the way that doctor tells all Yeah. So what you should do. Someone gave me uh They told me what I should do is take some dish soap, pour like a cup of dish soap in there, and then a bucket of hot water, and that'll make everything go out. And there's somebody saying mix vinegar and baking soda followed by boiling water. I did something that you probably shouldn't do, is I took a big jug, like this big of liquid plumber, I poured it in there, and... I let it set for a few hours, and I tried everything before that. I mean, I was plunging it like I was churning. I was Amish, and I'm churning some butter. I tried everything. Well, so then I did. I put that liquid plumber in there, and um, after the last show, I was working on something, and my wife said she went in there, plunged it a couple times, and it, it cleared up. So thank God that's what worked. I was about to have to pay a whole lot for a bill. All right. Now we're going to go into the Murdoch trial. And you might think that this first clip I'm going to play is not significant, but it it is. It is so significant. I watched this. I'm like, hold on. Wait a second. That's. So what I'm showing you is this is when the police first rolled up on Alex Murdoch at his place. After the police were called for the murder of his family. And these are the first images they get of the guy. All right. So it's very significant. Listen to what he says. I want you to pay attention to, to, to what he says as they run up there. And is that the kind of thing you would say if your parent your your family were just murdered? I don't think so. It seems to me like he was setting an alibi. He was controlling the narrative of who oh, what they should look at and who they should look at. So check this out. Check this out right here. What do you think is here?
6: Central, that four one four seven or 57.
8: Four one four seven. be a vehicle in the driveway with a flash of the of on.
6: That's for me to call her. Copy. I'm going on scene. It's got a long driveway, but the mailbox out front is labeled. He's not at the end of the driveway. You might be by the house. Copy getting out. Let's call her now.
7: Tabby.
8: Come
2: here, my little brother. team. Don't
8: attached.
6: Central 717 senior is secure. Got a Whiskey Fox, Whiskey Mike, both gunshot wounds to the head.
10: I, mean, I want to let you know because of the scene, I do, I did go get a gun and bring okay. it down here. It's in your vehicle. Do you have it any guns on you at all? No, sir. It's leaning okay. up against the side of my car. Okay.
6: You're, you're fine, man. You're fine. Turn around for me. I don't have any. Fun. Okay. Yes, sir. I see that. Okay. This is your wife and son. <laughs> no. and
10: son. Okay.
6: <laughs>
10: it's bad. You guys see me tears on his take face. The yes, sir. <laughs> This is the firearm you brought from inside the house, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I went get... This is a long story. My son was in a boat wreck a oh,
0: few uh, months back. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a long story. I would be like in shock. I'm like, somebody killed my family. I don't know what's going on. I would not be thinking about the long story. Just saying he's innocent until proven guilty. But on this show, I talk about wildlife speculations. But he i wouldn't be talking about the long story he didn't ask him a question yet
10: mm-hmm. okay. he's been getting threats most of it's been benign stuff we didn't take serious okay um you know he he's been getting like punched <laughs> um i know that's somebody i know that's what it is okay
6: when did you get home Right, um, right when you called or did you go to the house first? Where is the house?
10: I came to the house first. My mom has late stages Alzheimer's and my dad is in the hospital. Okay. I left. I don't know what time. I can go back on my phone and tell you the exact times. Did you check? Okay.
6: Did I check what? Did you check, them? The, we got medical guys that are, that, that's That's. That's what they're going to do, okay? Uh,
10: what are they doing? Can they hurry?
6: They are. Yes, sir. The, that gentleman that was out here already, he's one of the battalion chiefs, Okay. How did you pull up? You from I, back there?
10: I came, I went to the house and they weren't home, which was odd. I tried to call. Okay. And then I knew they had been down here before I left to go to my mom's. Okay. And so I, that is loaded. Okay. Um you might want to unload it. But
6: <laughs> is this the only firearm with you? Not good, sir. This is the only one or is there any more in the truck?
10: I, mean, I believe that's it.
6: You think that's the only one?
10: Okay. I'm ninety nine percent. Do you normally have right. any other firearms in your vehicle? I don't, but okay. occasionally they're The they're voice doesn't match the words. You know that? Okay.
0: The lips are moving it's like
6: Just wait right here for me for a second, okay? Central
0: <laughs> house Makes me wonder if this has been edited being I
10: mean... the.
4: Uh, three it. Enjoy it, sir. 10 I've already spoken with Captain Field, He's got a uh, crime scene. He's contacted them. And he's also got a uh, DOC assistance of a couple of field agents. Enjoy that. I don't know. Thank you,
0: the only thing I'd be saying if someone came up there to me, the cops, is maybe the timeline. I just came home. I got off work at this time. I got here, and here I am now, and this is what I found.
10: Oh God, just those yeah, yes, sir. That's what, it, that's what it
6: looks
0: like. I'll pause it right here because I do have a picture of the, the wounds of Maggie and Paul. Thank you, Jennifer, for this. Shows the interest in the exit wounds from different angles. So this is what happened, and then we can see that right there.
10: Where are you now? All right. <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> yeah, the police are here now. The police are here now. <sighs> I'm going to be
0: answering my phone either. That's just me.
10: That's my brother. Okay. When was
6: the last time so you were here Eddie, with them? Cousin Eddie? Or talked to them or anything like that?
10: Um, It was earlier tonight. Uh, I don't know the exact time, but... Okay. I left, I was probably gone an hour and a half from my mom's, and I saw them about 45 minutes before that. Okay. I rode around with Paul for two hours this afternoon in the the pickup truck. That's your son, Paul? Okay. somebody going to check them.
6: Yes, sir. They've already checked (laughs) them.
10: They did check them? Yes, sir. That's official that they're dead?
6: Yes, sir. That's what it looks like.
10: Mm. I'm sorry. No, no. You're fine. Mm. I'm very sorry. <clears throat> Gotta call her parents. What what's, what's her name? Her name is Maggie Murdoch. Margaret Branstetter Murdoch. How you doing? What's her birthday? Um Nine fifteen sixty eight. Okay,
6: and what's your son's first name? You said Paul,
10: Paul, Harry Murdoch. And what's his birthday?
4: Okay, so um, have anybody four. coming through town that could stop and pick up that tent. I see lighting and in the distance.
10: What are they covering them up?
4: I got some getting dressed now, Sheriff. I'll help somebody <laughs> stop and grab it. Tell them they don't have to do that. They don't need to
11: <laughs> preserve what we can. <laughs> Six five three.
4: Where is it at? I'm in town. Actually, tried to be Delta Eight because he's gonna be the only one got access to show that. What's Paul's birthday? Right um, um, April fourteenth, um, uh, nineteen
10: ninety nine,
6: sir. Put it up as wide as you can.
10: <clears throat>
6: That's fine. You said ninety nine. He, sir he was born in ninety nine.
10: He was born April 14th, 1999.
6: Okay. What's your what's your first name, sir?
10: My name is Alex Richard Alexander Murdoch.
6: <laughs> Richard Alexander Murdoch. <laughs>
4: Are you familiar with the location?
6: No.
10: Hey, Cody. Just think come around the truck
6: and then go to the building. Come and around you know, the
10: truck there, and then... There's a set of off the, the trailer there. Yes. I don't know if it's from that? That? or not. There's a set of footprints behind the trailer there too. Okay. That's how we kind of step, out, step down this So we step over here, then. about three, four, three. Eight to the and
6: just go over to that corner of the building. I'm
4: almost see you. Let me see what we have first whether or not
6: we can handle that part or not. I see quite a few tire tracks in here. Are any of these you going in and out? Um,
10: no, I came in here and I left one time and I came back. Okay. <clears throat> he left one time. The rest of them, maybe. Okay. From earlier, but okay. only two are mine.
0: Did you go out
6: this way at all?
10: No. No, they're
6: Hey, hey, stay, stay here, stay here, stay here. Got a whole bunch of stuff right there. I don't want to stir. We
12: I'm trying to door here so we can kind of get around that way.
6: Your best way is probably going to be back through those rocks because we can't get any tracks off those rocks.
10: We'll go back around the other way we just came. Okay, thank you. uh, you Uh,
6: Yes, okay. I'll get that in a little bit. Okay.
0: Looks like he has no concern about the being on the premises, really. Other than saying he had his gun there.
10: There's
4: a unit all scene. Are you behind the house?
6: There's several of us out here. There's a long dirt driveway right next to the mailbox that says 4147. Then you'll see all our lights down here at this shed thing.
4: You did come through Rick
10: Collins. There you go.
0: Hey everybody, we got about 10 people in the chat room. If I could get a like from all of you guys, I'd appreciate it. We have 10 people in the chat room and only 25 likes. What's going on? A couple shows we did back, we had like 30 people in the chat room. I think we had maybe 125 that watched it and 333 likes. We need to go back to that. What's going on here?
10: Delta six five three. Come on, 4C, ID. <laughs> Yeah.
0: This is a long video I think here. His
6: brother. He he
10: said said he was
0: 67.
6: Somebody, so. he said what? He said he was calling somebody. Ah, oh, I'm
0: getting all kinds of stuff. All right. Cooper, yeah. hold on. Sure Cooper, if you're There's here, a put, put a right thumbs up. Yeah,
4: those will be easy to find. I was just marking. Because it
0: says you're there. not, but if they they you are, I know what's going on. But I did see you. I don't even think I see yeah. Jenna on here. Yeah, I do see Jimmy. I don't know.
10: Yes. Uh, I wasn't until he told me, me the, names. the name, uh, Last name. All right.
0: I'm going to put that link up so you guys can watch that. I'm going to put it in the uh, description below the video. But I got something even crazier th- than this regarding this case, and I got it today. I didn't get it yesterday. I haven't been saving it for a week. Actually, I think I might have got it yesterday. Have you seen this? What the hell is this? Hold on, I'm missing something. The hell happened? What the hell happened here? All right, I'm talking about the human trafficking. I'll play this while I find you. Get get, here, you go. I'm gonna play this real quick while I find my human trafficking video. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Nancy Grace, you'd love her. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Everybody, Nancy, Nancy. Grace
8: here. We are on the lunch break. in the on Murdoch Double murder trial and the shooting deaths of his wife, shooting. Maggie, shooting and adult death. son, Paul. Another bombshell day in the courtroom. Boom. And I've got to tell you, I love this woman. I love Monica this Turb- Beate Simpson did the housekeeper.
9: Uh,
0: yeah, that was Wash good.
8: Wash the khaki pants Murdoch was wearing the night of the double murders. After he left them by the shower... Did she
0: wash the drawers, everybody?
8: ...and changed into shorts. And apparently she never saw the shirt or the shoes... Never saw that it, Nancy. ...evening again. They were gone. They disappeared. Gone. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of what has just happened in the courtroom. Uh, Dr. Bethany, the I want to Jerry talk to you else. about something. Again, I know I'm the projecting... Jerry. And this may not be true for every tangential victim of murder but when my fiance was murdered shortly before our wedding the last thing i was thinking about was taking a shower or changing clothes or cleaning the house i didn't care if it all burned up it went straight to he nothing mattered yep much less i mean that was before i had children I mean, who is thinking about a wardrobe change and straightening up the kitchen and putting away some food into the fridge—who would think about that? Ew, when
0: your child you tell him, Nancy. I,
2: I wouldn't do it, and Nancy. Do you remember, Jeannie and Annette, the CFO of, of the the law Who the hell firm, is she to and is that John Annette, Rogers? the um, his paralegal. No, they no, always—they no. testified that Alex Murdoch would always turn into the Tasmanian devil just as as he was about to commit some misdeed so as to throw everyone off track so when i listened to miss blanca simpson's testimony i thought you know she was so credible she loved this family she would have done anything for them she knew every item of clothing, where everything was placed in the house. She knew their habits. She knew their personalities. And, and what I thought was that she had this carefully constructed world with Maggie and then Alex Murdoch, the night of, the, of the, the murders and the morning after, was like the Tasmanian devil.
0: What the hell does that mean, like the Tasmanian? Come on. Like the Tasmanian devil. Maybe some of you guys in chat. I'll look up the Tasmanian Devil, I'll show you. I mean, you there's
2: one. no rhyme or reason. Why would he put the pajamas with the clean underwear on the floor in the doorway? That's a Tasmanian Devil move. Uh, what?
0: No, the Tasmanian Devil would eat the pajamas in the underwear. What are you talking about?
2: Um, why would he take a shower? Why would he, you know, it, it just always is it's a little crazy. I was trying to make sense of this testimony and it, it leaves me a
8: little Hold confused. on, Dr. Bethany hold on i can shed a little bit of light on okay. why he would want to take
0: yeah he would want to because he did the murder he was there want to get the blood off of him i have no idea about the underwear though maybe he didn't want the world to know that his wife was freeballing
8: take a shower bull in a china shop. of course shop. you're dealing from the emotional end
0: coop said bull in a china shop that's the term we use here
8: because you have all those um rich clients uh dr bethany's (laughs) joining me she's a high profile psychoanalyst out in beverly hills
0: see we got here this is like the the scary brady bunch here there's a story of a woman named gracie she had eight pasty pasty-faced people what's going on here man this one guy's in front of look at where the hell is he at in front of a sewage treatment plant or something
8: Smack-dab on Rodeo Drive, uh, but we'll circle
3: back that to that in a moment. On, yeah. See, um, motive isn't an element of murder. It's an element, it can prove malice, but it's not a, an element of murder because...
0: Motive isn't an element of murder. Okay.
3: Okay somebody's decision-making process can be flawed. Alex is a sociopath. (laughs) The decision that he chose to murder his wife and son were based on his own reasoning, not logic.
2: Nancy, if I could add to this, remember there was a confluence of events. There was a perfect storm on July 7th. That is that the uh, boating accident trial was going to be the next day. He found out after Jeannie, the CFO, confronted him that his dad was going into the hospital, he then lures Maggie and lures. Paul to Moselle. And I think that this could have been part of uh, a homicide suit. Super-
0: Sometimes, I see that Cooper said, intent is, motive is different. You know, the, uh, there's certain cases I've seen or studied, do so you go through the whole thing, they even catch the person. And at the end, they, they know he did it, they have the evidence, but there's, they, they don't come up with a motive. You don't always find out what the motive is. Sometimes the state um, speculates on one and they put it forward, but you don't really know what the motive is all the time. Those are really disappointments.
2: Suicide scheme in his in his mind that the
8: ship was going down and he was going to take wait, everyone wait down wait, 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 with wait, wait, wait. him. Did you just say you think this could have originally been a homicide suicide plan? Because I can tell you right is, now, Alex okay, so Murdaugh loved himself. There's no <laughs> way he'd ever kill himself. Hey, Nancy, that is not that never happened. There's a
2: suicide for hire yeah. just a couple of months
8: later are you still buying into that bs technical no, legal term no, come no. on bland bland <laughs> bland i know one thing about no, Curtis that we... Smith. that man can shoot no. a gun and if he missed murdoch the first we... time he would have gotten him the second time that was not we know i don't care what anybody says that's not real yeah.
0: yeah oh wait a second so we just saw that police footage of the police rolling up after 911 was called, and Alex is there, you know, talking to the police. Why the hell would he have said, right? Someone tried to murder me a month ago. I don't know. Was it already proven that it was fake at that point? This is ridiculous.
2: Nancy, this um, family had intergenerational wealth and power, they wield, wielded control over that state for generations. Do you know that after the Mallory Beach death, after she was ejected from the boat because Paul Murdoch was boat driving drunk, do you know that Maggie was allowed to the crime scene? She was allowed to go down to the boat to see Paul, but Mallory Beach's mother was sequestered behind tape read the the yellow police tape and was not allowed to go see what had happened to her daughter. This is the type of entitlement that this family has that, that not only are they displaying in the courtroom, but it seeped into the entire culture, even the police culture there, allowed Maggie in, but not Mallory Beach's mother. So I think this sends a bad message to the jury. I don't think they're seeing a loving family who's there to support their father. I think they're seeing an entitled bratty family who has been brainwashed by Alec Murdoch and who is behaving badly in the courtroom, just like their father behaves badly in society.
8: But I do have something to tell you, Kelly Skian. They're not going to hire you over at the New York Post to write the banner, the headline, because to me, Kelly, and please fight with the me banner. about it, the banner would be banner. Maggie Murdoch puts her wedding rings under the floor mat of the car. I mean, I'm going to have to go to our shrink, Dr. Bethany Marshall, and I mean that in a loving, caring way, Bethany. But to put your wedding <laughs> wedding rings
10: I mean, I don't have any room to talk because I'm not wearing mine, but I am wearing my (laughs) husband's
8: mother's ring. But under the floor mat, I mean, is that, that's got to have some hidden meaning under the, where you put your feet, your wedding rings, or where you put your feet.
2: Nancy, that was a big ouch to the defense and to Murdoch.
0: I think she might keep him there if she was stepping out to see somebody else. Just saying.
2: When Miss Blanca said that, that the wedding ring is under Maggie's floor mat, and you know what that told me is that Maggie has to have that ring somewhere available to her when she's going to see her husband. But when she's away from her husband, she doesn't want to wear it. So she's Hello, taking the ring on and off like a prop. And then my mind went to, as a psychoanalyst, is there domestic violence in the relationship? Is there antipathy? And is there, there's some kind of abuse where if she shows up without that wedding ring, she's going to get in trouble. But when she's away from Man, him, I didn't go that she deep. doesn't doesn't want to wear it. That's what I thought. Remember, I didn't go she that did deep. Not to even me, want it to was go like,
8: go ahead. I, I felt that. She, by taking her for wedding bands, and this is the woman that always wore her wedding bands and her rings. She took, so this is unusual for her. For me, it's not. For her, it is. And then to put them down on the floor under your feet, I, I mean, I'm certainly not a shrink like you are, but to me, that tells me she doesn't give a flying fig about wearing her wedding bands or being known as being married tomorrow it was over and i'll tell you why because even with all their money murdoch was bouncing checks it's a sentimental thing it doesn't matter what your stature in the community is or how much money you have or don't have it's out of respect for the person that you love that has gone on, and I, I just think it speaks volumes that they, they haven't. They t- have taken so long to take care of that headstone.
2: Nancy, I have a completely different headstone. perspective. Yeah. That in this crazy, wildly dysfunctional family, that Maggie and Paul were already being devalued, discredited, pushed out of the family.
0: He lied about his alibi. Consciousness of guilt. Yeah. Here's some uh, comments from the chat room. I thought Alex's team would have used the disease by now for the mistrial. What disease? Lisa, I don't see he's definitely guilty. I actually can say I have no clue. I don't think he's going to be convicted.
2: Treated as if they had no value because perhaps...
0: Maggie had a manicure the day of her murder. She may have taken her ring off for that. Good point.
2: Maggie was the one who was beginning to see Alec Murdoch clearly. She didn't like what he was doing. She saw the drug addiction. She saw the financial malfeasance. He slept no all day. He didn't even.
3: There was no drug addiction. There was no drug addiction. Don't peddle that. It, there...
0: If he says it three times real loud, that makes it so, everybody. That's a speaker's trick
3: was not okay he was not okay, let's addicted take the to drug
2: addiction out of it let's take the drug addiction out of it and let's just say prior to maggie and paul's death he was
0: addicted to being a dumbass
2: they were already you know you use the term murdered in the courtroom maybe they were already murdered in the family devalued discredited pushed out you know we see in really dysfunctional families that the parents and the family will choose one child to love and one child to hate one child gets fed the other one gets abused maybe in this case paul was the one who was starting to be devalued and
8: buster was being elevated yes. so buster got to live well and you I know think what that's all- you you know, uh, I, I Dr. Bethany joining me from Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills and you, Eric Bland, you. a hired gun, and I mean that in the best sense of the word in the courtroom, you can say whatever y'all want. You can fight till you're blue in the face, but it will be a cold day in H-E-L-L that I would have my father laying out in a field. With his grave unmarked, oh, no, that is not going to happen. And what it says to me is that nobody cared. Nobody cared enough to honor them or take care of them now or the night they were murdered. That's how I take it. Now, y'all continue to argue, but I'm going back
0: into that. Nobody's arguing and bye-bye. 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 Got some good comments from the chat room here. Busted flush. I had one of those a couple days ago. Don't think there was a drug addiction either. He's a lawyer and he knows what gets sympathy. Plus, he got to go to rehab instead of jail that day. Good point. Didn't y'all see the blue shirt in Alex's truck when the cop shined the flashlight? It looks like the shirt he had on earlier from the Snapchat that Paul took. All right. I uh, can't try to put yourself in his shoes and wonder if you could do it. Have to try to understand what exactly he is and what exactly he would do. Then it's obvious what he would do. He's thinking about money and status. They must be broke. Oh, Nancy's P.O. All right, guys. I somebody say in the chat room earlier that there was no um, affair between either of them that may or may not be true. I guess it depends on what you call an affair. Have you guys heard about this video? It's about S trafficking and saying there's a lady. This is from fist news. It's one of the channels that are covering the live stream of the trial. Um, For those, those in our, our discord, they watch it together. If It's not streaming live. They're watching it on there streaming live and talking each other from the same source. And uh, this is in our Murdaw room, actually, in Discord. So check this out, guys. This this is a lady. I'll let him introduce her. Actually, I'll let him do I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play the most relevant parts. And I will put a link to everything in the show notes. This is a former S-worker detailed forced encounters with Alex Murdoch Her name is Lindsay Edwards. News
12: studios, is a very special interview today, a story that we have been dying to tell you that we've been excited about ever since we found our guest on TikTok. Lindsay Edwards, tell us a little story. How do we connect?
11: Oh, well, I mean, I guess you can say I posted videos referring to Alex Murdoch being one of my clients from when I was um, sex trafficked for about two, two and a half years. Uh, All right.
0: So you guys heard that. So what do you think? Do you think that maybe this goes on in a lot of different parts of the country and maybe just Alex got caught? Maybe Alex Murdoch comes from a long line of people that did that, his father and grandfather. Maybe he was involved in the darker side of money. Do you think that's a possibility? Or is he just... A crazy person.
11: And with the overturn of Roe versus Wade, it made me want to come out and talk more about my situation and what I went through and how Roe versus Wade really helped me and protected me when I was in that sort of imprisonment. And now that South Carolina is going to be one of the next states that puts an abortion ban up and starts removing health clinics and easy access to plan B and birth control and stuff. It's not something I want to see for the state that I love.
0: So let me get this straight. She's only coming out and talking about her Johns from being sex trafficked because she is not going to be able to legally get an abortion in, in South Carolina. Is that what I'm hearing?
11: I've uh, lived here for nine years and it's definitely my, place that I call home and to have that taken away from all the women in this state absolutely kills me.
12: Tell us a little bit about that too, because so many people here, you know, Planned Parenthood and they think, well, it's, it's just abortion, but actually some of the things you're talking about would have prevented the necessity of abortions, correct?
11: Yeah. I mean, when you get rid of the abortion clinics, you're also getting rid of more easy access to Plan B, birth control, regular free checkups for women, and the ability to be able to just walk into a clinic and get a back condoms
0: mm-hmm. for people who. Uh, I don't want to get in politics here, but just because birth control is illegal in your state, I mean not birth control. because abortions are illegal in your state, it doesn't mean those other things aren't going to be available
11: who can't really afford it or can't get them normally or even scare you. This mistake is costing Amazon Prime shoppers. Let's go commercial me. And want to, I guess you can say share it or talk about it for any other way, just because, I mean, it's obviously going to tarnish his reputation along with my own, and it's something that I've stayed quiet about for upwards of, I think, like, Six years now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I would just end up taking that situation with me to the grave.
0: Right.
12: Because that's sort of the code, I guess, of.
11: Yeah. And it, it was. It's not really something that I wanted my family, my friends, my community to, I guess, portray me as or see me as. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's just another prostitute. Or she was just fucking for money and stuff oh, like that. Don't and use and a... it's. A lot more deeper than that I mean mm-hmm. I was a dancer and then I got put into a position that I was basically lied to and ended up like getting trapped into something that
0: somebody says saw this a year ago she had names but refused to share what with Ellie for investigation ah, six months ago is when this is from
11: I had no clue about until it was too late
0: too. Mm-hmm.
12: And let's distinguish, because you and I, we, we had a, Watch a little wonderful chat this. yesterday. We were talking about a lot of things getting ready for this interview, but we were breaking down the difference of, you know, there's dancing, there's sex work, but then there's people who are legitimately forced into, I mean, it's rape in some of these cases, right?
11: Yeah. And, um, I mean, honestly, like dancers, prostituting, and human trafficking all kind of fall under the lines of sex workers. I mean, dancing is definitely like it's a sex work in a way, but it's in a different fashion, a lot more innocent and legal fashion, per se. They all fall under like the sex workers category. Um with the, South Carolina story that is
12: really dominated <clears throat> discussion. Sorry. Okay.
11: The human trafficking, it I mean your body, your choice. I mean, if you want to go out and sell yourself for money, go ahead. But it's like when it comes to the fact of somebody else doing it for you and controlling you and telling you who you're going to service, how you're going to service them and everything like that, even if you don't want to because that person is abusive or as harmed club about this one lady. Uh, late
12: 2014, early 2015, I know you don't have the precise date. Mm-hmm. But you were dispatched with how many other girls? Was
11: it? Uh, it was usually two to three other girls in the car.
12: You were sent to a beach house on the Isle of Palms. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Tell us about that particular trip.
11: Um. Well, that was probably like I guess you can say like one of the first times that it was. It had sort of like a private party sense to it of, like, I guess what was portrayed to me. Um, We all went into the house, even my madam, and it was a group of us. We were going in there. It was apparently like a guy's weekend or something like that, and there was like a bunch of guys there drinking, doing drugs, had a fire going on the deck, and eating food, just hanging out and stuff like that, which literally for I think it was a good like the first hour hour and a half that we were there that's literally what we did with them. we were taking shots doing cocaine smoking weed hanging out by the fire and just talking and like almost like getting to know them in a way Mm -hmm. and that's where I met Alex Murdoch and I I remember that like I mean there was at least enough girls for like everybody that was there. There was one man that was passed out in a room. So like, I think um, my madam didn't have to service anybody that night. And they kind of just like had like their pick of the crab between like the girls and everything. And he attached himself to me in a way. And he was very, he was very nice and everything like that. Very gentlemanlike at first. And We talked about like what he did for job, what his name was, where he worked. He told you
0: his name. Get my bleeper ready here.
11: He actually did tell me his name. He told me that he was a personal injury lawyer out of uh, Hampton, South Carolina, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds really familiar." I was like, "I live in Beaufort," and he's like, "Oh, you live in Beaufort." And he's like, "Oh, I like you more already." And like, we kind of connected on that. We talked about different places to eat in Buford, like Alvin Ord's, Plums, Paninis, stuff like that. So
12: he's treating you he's, with respect. He's yeah engaging you in a
11: in a good conversation. So I mean, like, I, I I felt safe at that point. I didn't feel like it was really that bad of a situation I've I was in a lot worse situations before and I was unfamiliar with people going to like hotel rooms with random people that just came off a back page and stuff where I was extremely uncomfortable because I had no idea who they were so I guess you can say having like a more like one-on-one intimate conversation with somebody and actually getting to know them more than just a fake name kind of put me at ease a lot more and spending time with them talking about different alcohols and stuff like that and drinking and just different stuff to do around the area it it wasn't that bad at the point like at that moment Sure. and when it came time to actually have to service them like i i my expectations were still pretty high i was like okay shouldn't be that bad i've already done this a good like Hundreds of dozen times at this point, I was like, This shouldn't be that bad. I mean, he seemed like a really nice person, but I was violently choked with both hands, like being pinned down to the bed in a way by my throat. And it was to the point where I couldn't breathe. By him. By him. By Alec yes. Murdoch. Yes. At
3: this beach house. Yeah. If you want to eat healthy...
11: Oh, what and feel the you hell?
12: Got,
3: you gotta Son try of a- Kachava. <clears throat> Kachava is the world's healthiest all in one meal
11: and damn it, I hate it when they do that. I was pinned down to the bed by my throat with both hands. To the point where I it was like almost like I was blacking out, I was seeing spots, I was seeing stars, I was beating and scratching on his wrist as much as possible to get him to stop because I felt at that moment I was going to die. And it was also while we violently penetrated. Oh! and it's a P word. I think it was like as soon as it was he was done, I couldn't have gotten up and ran out as fast as possible, even completely naked. I just grabbed everything off the floor that was mine and just ran out of the room and went to a bathroom and locked the door to get dressed and just kind of like collect myself and... fight back to tears at that point and to really just put myself back in order in a way to go on to the next appointment.
0: All right, so I'm going to leave this guys I'm going to leave it there. Put the link for you guys in the chat room for you guys to go over. Not put the link in the chat. Put the link in the description below the show so you guys can check it out. Uh some of you guys think that what she's saying is legitimate. Some of you guys don't. As far as I go, I don't know. It seeming to me that she seems to have more freedom than I think someone that's being trafficked would have. But of course, then you have the realism that Alex Murphy acting like this, well, this is the way that you would act. You know, she's trafficked. She doesn't have any freedoms and she's not going to tell. It's not like, um, so he might feel like he'd have, or somebody would feel like they had the liberties to treat a woman like that this way. This wasn't just cheating and having a girlfriend on the side. This is, uh, you know, a little bit darker than that, right? But the, the this information is out there, and I wanted to go over it. Um, I could play a little bit of this next video if you guys want to. This was a follow-up to that. The Lindsay Edwards fallout, the Murdoch gag order so i'll play a little bit of this i'm gonna go ahead and open the phone lines now just in case somebody wants to talk about this uh, or any of the other stories we've gone over today all right the phone lines are now open if you guys want to call when we go over this next story right here this is the fallout from it
12: in the upstate we've got some news on that that we broke just yesterday as a matter of fact we're going to get into that We've also got a big update in the Murdoch murders, crime and corruption saga, a ruling from South Carolina Circuit Judge Clifton Newman addressing requests to gag those proceedings and seal motions related to that case. Judge Newman had a big ruling on those motions, and we're going to get into that. We're also going to get political this week as the Fitz News crew traveled to Greenville, South Carolina earlier this week for a press event held by Democratic
11: and a half that we were there that's literally what we did with them we were taking shots doing cocaine smoking weed hanging smoking out by the fire weed. and just talking and like almost like getting to know them in a way mm-hmm. and that's where i met it's alex murdoch and i i remember that like i mean there was at least enough girls for like
0: i'm gonna fast forward to the part we haven't covered
11: i was pinned down to the bed
0: by my throat. Profile client.
12: It's about the lifestyle that she was forced into. Who props that lifestyle up? How is that lifestyle sustained? Obviously, we know that there was a very corrupt madam who was a part of this, but that madam did not operate in a vacuum. And I felt one of the most compelling Aspects of that interview with Lindsay Edwards were her allegations that multiple law enforcement agencies in South Carolina had dirty cops in their ranks who were not only providing protection and information to her madam, but were receiving sexual favors from Lindsay and other girls as part of their payment for this service. That's about as bad as it gets, folks, when you've got Law enforcement officers sworn to protect people who are instead literally abusing them as a way of empowering their abusers. And I want to cut real quick. Here's a clip of Lindsay explaining just how that unfolded. These are powerful
0: men. Do you get the sense
12: that that after this happened, especially the way that your madam and the guy who was supposed to be protecting you the way that they reacted did you get the feeling that these guys were above the law or
11: yeah i mean she always fear-mongered us of fear-mongered. how far her reach was i guess you can say of who she would service who other girls have service who she knows why she's been able to get away with this for upwards of i think it was like 25 years when i met her Wow. And that if we did or said anything, we would basically fall off the face of the earth and nobody would it's have a beer. clue or trace as to why. And, I mean, we ended up servicing mayors, judges, solicitors, district attorneys from other states.
12: Police cops, officers.
11: Police officers. Tell sit-
12: us a little bit about that because... This is where it gets very interesting. Some of those uh, appointments with police officers were not so much, uh, you know, it was more for information for your madam. Is that correct?
11: Yeah. She had somebody on the inside with um, sled and basically every police department in the areas that she would service as well. That would give her information on stings and where they were located, what numbers they would be calling from, what names that they were even using as fake names when they would call in. And when we would go to the appointments where we would service the police officers, they would never give us money. She's like, oh, no, these these are ones that are part of our list to help us. And I was just kind of like, okay, didn't think much of it.
12: And these are police at, at which level?
11: City, state, sled—all
12: of them. And you are essentially having sex with them in exchange for them providing her with information and
11: protection in a way. Like I guess I could say it was more so like instead of getting our set price of donations, we wouldn't get anything. And she's just like, "You don't have to ask for donations here. You just go in and do this." Or she would even do it herself. And then if we did it, she we- would do it herself. Yeah. Even sometimes she would do it herself as well. And when we would get back into the car, um, since we didn't receive donations from them, she would pay us out of her own money our normal cut of what we would got from our donations anyway, which was about like 160 to
5: $180. When it comes to giving your bathroom a fresh oh, it's,
11: easier, the...
0: it's easy
12: oh. So since this interview aired, our news outlet has been inundated with responses. There were people praising Lindsay's courage, people asking about other names related to this. And folks, there are other names. (laughs) But that's Lindsay's story to tell. She's been in discussions with attorneys about how to tell it, where to tell it. We're going to let her do that because again, those choices are up to her. This is a woman.
0: All right. That's all there is of that. I'm going to leave it right there. So, is this credible information? Has, has this even been mentioned in the trial? No. Is this going to be going over in the trial? No. Is, are they even investigating this? I doubt it because if they did, wouldn't that bring really bad press to the judges, the law enforcement officials, and all the cops who are involved in this, if this is true, in the whole state? So this comes upon a detective's desk. He's like, geez, I don't want to touch this. Because that happens sometimes, you know. Is she telling the truth? She may be telling the truth or she may not be. I don't know. She seems credible. Then there's other things she says that it almost seems too fantastical to believe. Um, I don't know. It's up to you. to. What do you think about it? Um, if you have a comment about this or any the other stories we have that we've talked about tonight you can leave me a voicemail I'm going to shut the phone line off right now I'm going to go ahead and end the show I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in tonight I'll be back tomorrow tomorrow is Valentine's Day and Electra is supposed to be doing a pre-show tomorrow so if you guys are wondering what a pre-show is that happens at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time in the chat room. There'll be a link where you can click in it, and you can listen live to the pre-show. This is Electra's first time, y'all. It's her first night on the job, and she's doing it on Valentine's Day because it's one of our favorite holidays or least favorite. Check that out. If you're interested in becoming a member and seeing what kind of benefits you get, you can click that Join button, and it'll tell you everything about it. For those of you that are a member of our writing club, our writing group, there's a new... Uh, writing video out right now um, assignment or lesson number two rather dialogue and characters you click on that and watch it there's additional information about that supplemental information i should say in the discord and there's some more supplemental information coming as far as doing a second draft so we'll be back tomorrow night until then all my best